Now, today we're talking to both Lorena and Elizabeth, who join us in the conversation around OCD. What is OCD? It's Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, and it's an anxiety disorder in which uh, time people have recurring unwanted thoughts, ideas or sensations like obsessions that make them feel driven to do something repetitively, like uh, compulsively. And uh, behaviours often occur or are carried out by a person to get rid of the obsessive thoughts that they do have. Does that sound fairly fair, girls? Yeah, yep. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah, good on you. Hey, thanks for joining us, both of you. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, worries. yeah, now you're both students, so that worked out pretty well that uh, <laughs> I can get hold of you today. What are you studying, Elizabeth? I'm a psychology student. Oh, good on you. Whereabouts are you studying that? Deakin University. Oh, righty at uh, Warrnambool. Yeah, yeah. Warrnambool From Mount Gambier? Yeah. Are you enjoying the course? Yeah, it's a nice one. How long does that take you to do? Um, it's about six to seven years. Oh, is it? Oh, geez, how far into it are you? I'm in my first year at the moment. Yeah, good on you. So you've got a bit ahead of you. Yeah. Are you enjoying it, though? Yeah, it's great. And um, Elizabeth, you uh, suffer from OCD. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got Lorena with us as well, who's also a student. Yes. How are you, Lorena? Good. Good, thank you. Good, good. What are you studying? I'm actually a social work student. Oh, good on you. Yeah. And, yep. yeah. and whereabouts do you study that? Here in Mount Gambier, Oh, good. Yeah. At UniSA. At UniSA, that's Excellent. right. And you enjoying that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I actually love it. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I'm at the end of my second year now, so yeah, right. it's a four-year course for us, oh, yeah. which is yep. a lot better than seven. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yep. well, good on you. Both of you uh, out there having a go and, and uh, you know, always use the expression, you never, never know if you don't have a go. That's and right. And you're both that having a dip. Yeah. Hey, was I right in saying about obsessive compulsive disorders is uh, a little bit like uh, an obsessive or compulsive thing to do? I definitely agree with it like that. Like, yeah. because you do obsess over the things that you do do. Yeah. Like, it becomes an obsession that in some cases can take over your life in some people's cases. Yeah, right. Like, I know for myself it can present itself as obsessive organisation, but it doesn't do that for everyone. Like, everyone's heard the stereotype. They wash their hands till they bleed. Yeah, yep. That's not always the case. So, hopefully this could say to people it's not always like that yeah when did you first notice elizabeth that you were doing things like that compulsively i was going through a rough patch mentally a few years back and as a coping mechanism it came about like i'd always been organized yep. but all of a sudden it came to the point that it's like no everything must be like this no you must have that like that yeah, or yep. no organize it like this yep. have that match this or just the yeah. sim supposedly the simple things in a way, yeah, but yeah. for me they're just a bit of a quirk now. But yeah, but it's a way of sort of I suppose making sure things are right, or you've got things ready to take away that anxiety. Is that yeah, fair? in a way, yeah, because yeah. it like it presents itself as like you can ignore it, but because it's an anxiety disorder, yep. it can turn into a stressor. Right. Which then can, in some cases, cause anxiety attacks for some people. It can present itself in so many different ways, depending yeah. on the individual person. Yeah, yeah, because I've heard that, uh, you know, there's different signs and symptoms, like you mentioned there already, you know, the fear of being contaminated by germs or dirt or contaminating others, uh, the fear of losing control or harming yourself or, or others, um, intrusive sexually explicit or violent thoughts and images, excessive focus on religious or moral ideas, or the fear of losing or not having things you might need. I don't know whether they sound right or whatever. Well, those are commonly seen, like with yep. some people, like it's like 
everyone has different triggers. Everyone yeah. has different compulsions and obsessions. Like, yep. they're all going to present themselves differently. Yeah. So. And did you feel that when you were, you know, having to have everything organised and right, it's because something went wrong at some stage or, or you know, just you just got into that mode of wanting to have everything organised and ready? Well, at first I used to think it was just my personal aesthetic, like, it to have made my stuff set up that particular way and being yep. organised and everything. Like, but then after a while you're just like, no, this ain't necessarily normal per se yep but it's i guess it's just the fact that everything happens for whatever causes that trigger yeah and at the time it was probably just because i weren't mentally in the best place and so it was just enough to trigger it and so it just presented itself yeah and did you then go and do something about it once you realized that that's what was going did others notice it or did you notice it yourself i was like you'd hear the because i was at school at the time like school was never necessarily being end all in regards to you've got to have the best grades but you get from people oh that's so ocd just because like my compendium folder would match my pencil case yeah right sure enough yeah maybe but You'd cop the comments, that's so OCD, that's this, that's that. Yeah, yep. So, like, knowing full well that because I weren't in the best place mentally, I was already kind of getting a bit of help anyway. Good, good. So it was just one of those times where, in a way, you don't necessarily care per se because it wasn't your highest priority. Yeah, yep. But after a while, you'd learn to pick up on your own strategies to work it out. Yeah, good on you. work out what to do for it. Yeah, and do you have, like, little coping mechanisms or ways you manage it now, do you? I... I'll admit, I still yeah. sort out some of my things the way I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we feel better by doing that, don't we? Yeah. Like, I know I've got to have lists done and, and be organised and know what's ahead of me. Even when I do my radio show, mm-hmm. I have it all listed out and laid out, and I'm more relaxed now. But when I first started, I had, ever, had to have everything ready and organised, ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, those same sort of things with yourself? Like, I know in, like, for instance, like, my OCD is especially noticeable, especially in, like, stressful situations. So, like, if I'm under stress or if something's happened that's been pressurised or something, it'll present itself again. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it could just be, like, the few quirks of the noticeability of it could still be visible and it could still be visible, but it won't be as consuming. Yeah, yeah. But if it's been, like, a time where there's been a stressor or something, it'll... Make, make itself noticeable again but other yeah. than that you can learn to notice them to be able to go no okay you don't need to do that yeah, yeah. come back and think about it later yeah but yeah yeah no that's that's uh, great i heard there are different tools that uh, you can use you know to hopefully treat ocd and those things like you know always expect the unexpected uh, be willing to accept risk never seek reassurance from others or yourself um, because that's why you, you know, that's what you're doing all the time, I suppose. Like you, like you're saying, and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, do I, you know, do I just relax on that and, and not worry so much? Um, but sometimes you do it just to make yourself feel better, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I know that, like for instance, like in my psych studies so far, like we're talking about like the therapy approaches to it. Right. And like a lot of it's very CBT oriented. What's that mean? CBT? Cognitive behavioural therapy oriented. Yeah. So. You can go to therapy for it if you want, if it's that excessively need be. Right, right. But there are strategies you can do without needing to resort to therapy, which yeah. I'm happy about. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. So there'll be a long list of different uh, things you can use and uh, and uh, help manage it, which is great. 
but the big thing I like to get through to everyone is you don't have to do something just because someone says it works for them. Yeah, yeah. It, everyone's case is different. Yeah. Everyone's going to present differently. Yep. You're not all one big box of this is OCD. So... Yeah, different tools. And like I went through some depression stuff myself and I found I tried different tools that people mentioned along the way to help me get through that period. And yeah, not not you know the same thing will work for others as works for yourself, but you know try different tools and find if you feel comfortable with it, I suppose is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep, good on you. Hey, thanks for sharing. Really appreciate That's that. Right. Yeah. Lorena, you've got a family member that has mm. OCD. How, how have you uh, found that growing yeah. up? Yeah. Um so yeah, one of my family members, and right. so I've grown up in a very organised home, yep, yep. is the way I like to say that. Yep. But yeah, me and my sister, I like to tell a story, me and my sister used to play a bit of tricks. Uh, we knew everything would have to be in a certain spot, like everything oh, yeah. had its location, and we would just move things a few centimetres, like or turn a vase around a different angle. Is that cruel? Or that's just uh, <laughs> are you just you know, trying, we, we just were testing like it five out. and six at yeah, the yeah. time, so yep. <laughs> looking back now, it was a bit cruel, but uh, anywho, and sure enough, you know, the person with OCD would come into the room and, and know something was off-centre or yep. just something was not right in yep. that room. And they didn't feel comfortable, you could no, see. They no, no, yeah. and... Um, that's where the cruel part yeah. comes in because kids would just be like... Yeah, kids would be kids. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I think as children too, it was hard for us to cope with having yeah. to have things so organised with, as you know, children or yeah, if you yeah. don't have children, it, yeah. they like to be quite messy and their stuff's always scattered, uh, whereas, you know, with, with two children under under seven and eight... Yeah. And not uh, just children too, I tell you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nowadays, now that we're a little bit older, um, you know, we respect that and yeah. we understand that things yeah. have to be done a certain way and yeah just just yeah. help out where we can and yeah. stay out of the way yeah. the other time <laughs> and i think that's the thing it does make a lot of difference when you do understand what's going yes, on doesn't it absolutely. so when you were younger and i say cruel and i'm just messing around yeah. but you know to do that you wouldn't have re realized you yeah. know what that person was going through absolutely and now that you do i suppose you help and work through that with the person yeah your family member yeah. as well yeah absolutely like yep. you see the amount of stress, like uh, Elizabeth said about stresses, you can see the stress levels rising and yep. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. not like it's just... Um, it's just probably built up over time. Yeah, and, and, and it's not uh, like, like it's something everything in that order. just is irritable. Like, yeah. or, you know, it's something that has to be done. Right, yep. It has to be done that way, otherwise yep. it just hasn't been done in her mind, yeah. I think. Yeah, because everybody and, yeah. probably has... Uh, little stages of little things yeah. like that where they like things to be right either yeah. for safety reasons or or look reason presentation Absolutely. reasons or things but you're talking the other like the full extreme here yeah. aren't you like yeah where everything has to be yeah and yep. it hasn't gone away and i think that's a bit of the difference between yep. the i don't know if elizabeth wants to clarify <laughs> <laughs> or correct me if i'm yep. wrong but yeah, I think it's because it hasn't gone away. Yep. Um, it's certainly dulled down, if I would right. use that word. Yeah, um, yep. How has uh, your family member gone about that? Like, uh, is that a help from you guys or is that just them just relaxing a little bit more? Or Yeah, I think it came with acceptance right. and yep. just making small changes over time. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think that's been extremely hard. Yeah. I'm not speaking on behalf of them, but... I think when you have those intrusive thoughts or those thoughts that, as Elizabeth explained, you know, that's just, it has to, it's, it's, it's an anxiety-based thing. Yeah. 
I think it's re- that's the hard part. It's not so much the what they're doing with that, like the outward that we see, yeah. but yep. it's the inside. Um, and I think that's the bit that's more hard, even with the dulling down, because yeah, it's that right. battle, that constant battle yep. of letting go right. and accepting yep. and it will be okay. Yeah. And not getting so ex- uh, anxious about yeah, it first. Yeah. Because yeah. they said, how does it feel like, and, mm. and someone mentioned to me previously that, you know, it can be like an obsession is unwelcome thoughts, images, urges, worries, mm-hmm. or doubts. Uh, that repeatedly appear in your mind, yeah. um, which make you feel anxious. And then there's the compulsive side, I suppose, mm-hmm. then as well. So both of those. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's really hard because um, no people don't like to be labelled either. No, no, And I right. think for my family member, that's the case as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And like you said, Elizabeth, yeah. with people saying all the time, oh, that's yeah. OCD. Yeah. And people start saying it to themselves sometimes mm-hmm. too, don't they? And yeah, then it becomes more like, of a worry. I witnessed that like within like the uni cycles. It's like because there's like seven others of us in my side classes you've got those that obviously haven't heard about the impacts of labels and everything beforehand and then they'll come into a class and they're like oh so i'm not allowed to say that yeah right because of the week's previous content and it's just like well i never said anything because it's not up to me to say it but it's nice to see that you've realized that Mm -hmm. each label has a ramification positive or negative yeah yep yep and the good part, though, is you can go to your GP if you are worried Absolutely. about it, I yeah. suppose. Is that the first point of call? Probably the best? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I probably would say one so, of the yeah. better ways, yeah. Yeah, so get to the GP and then they'll point you in the right direction, I suppose, if if uh, you need further stuff. Because it's a bit like a chemical imbalance they talk about with depression because they say, you know, about 41% of the people with OCD also have major depressive disorders and some professionals feel... Uh, co-occurring depression is a result of long-term chronic or severe OCD and they say it's a chemical imbalance like your brain at uh, the front of your brain they say there's a like a chemical message a neurotransmitter called serotonin and so that can have an impact on people with the brain connecting to the inner part of the brain so mm. i'm not sure how true that is but you guys uh you know especially you elizabeth with what you're learning probably uh, does that sound right yeah it does yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. so there is treatable ways around it and uh and as well as medication treatment i suppose there's the psychological side of it as well that you have to work on as well and you know best to talk to somebody about that or learn the different tools that uh, can be used to help you through the psychological side of things as well people should go and see their gp if they are worried about it i suppose but you know when people say um you know that's a bit ocd you don't want to worry about it straight up because people might be just you know saying that too i suppose Mm. with your pencil case that you used as the example earlier yeah it's probably just a little thing yeah it's just a nice stationary set <laughs> yeah that's right exactly that's right that's right we all like to be in organized and all in order yeah. sometimes but it's when it gets to that point i suppose like you said where you have to have it done so you feel better is that fair yeah i like to say everyone knows their own thoughts to an extent yeah yeah so you always know when you need to start looking yourself Or you may have that one person that knows you well enough to be able to say, I think you may need to look into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because often the people around you notice it the most, didn't you? When I was going through some mental health issues, it was my family that noticed it first. Mm. So, you know, they were the ones that sort of flagged it. And and then I could tell, you know, I wasn't right then as well, sort of when I was starting to hear different things. So I went to the GP first up, and then he got me then further help and a mental health plan from there. Mm. Yep. 
Oh, girls, thank you very much for joining me. Eh? No problem. Was, was there anything else? Yeah, anything else you wanted to cover off? Not that I could think of. No, no. Well, uh, that was great. Good luck with your studies, thank both you. of you. Hope it all uh, goes well for you and, and enjoy it. And, hey, you know, one of the reasons um, I love you guys for sharing like this is because, like you said, uh, Lorena, if people understand it more, hopefully then they'll respect and support that person Absolutely. more. Like you said, with your, with your family member. Mm makes a big difference that understanding doesn't it yeah and the respect is a big part too because if people start playing on you you know things that are concerning you or worrying you that can pull you down even further elizabeth can it so yeah it can at times yeah so um so we just need the, the community to get around each other help each other and uh, support each other where we can and and you know respect people for who they are always grew up and my folks always said uh um, you know, my parents and my elders, my uncles and aunties would always say, treat others how you want to be mm. treated. Mm. And I think it's a big one in life, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. The more people that talk about it, the better. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's when people go, oh, we need to break down the walls, we need to break down stigma. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah, you've yeah. got through, through, through moments like that, just people going, yeah, this right. is what it's like, or we should stand up for this. Or, yeah. like, I'm really big on my Facebook, always just sharing mental health. Yeah, sort of stuff. I do that yeah. all the because time. Yeah, because people <laughs> need to see yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Because it's, it's definitely a platform platform that um just so many people put a lot of stuff up yeah. and that's fantastic yep. but i thought mm. yeah let's let's start <laughs> i put something up like i can't remember <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago like about relapse and stuff because yep. someone has said to me your best days in recovery are always going to be better than your best days in relapse right how do you mean by that well now that i know what it's like to go through relapse yep i agree yeah do you yep like obviously it's different for everyone but I can agree yeah, to an extent yeah. because obviously relapse is going to present itself differently, obviously to your original round of. Yeah, that's stuff. right. Yeah. But it's just, it's different for everyone, but to an extent I have to agree, but yeah. to an extent I don't because I think that in a way, by the time you hit relapse stage, you will have learnt what you've gone through from the first time. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be painful in a way because you're going to have those sorts of, I didn't try hard enough or, I could have done better yep. to avoid this, but yep. I think at the same time, you learn from it. Yeah, you yep. learn from everything. But yep. do you do you find when you say relapse, you go through stages where you're more OCD than than other times, and then you come good, and then bang? Is that what you mean by I relapse? I mean like I were I clearly in the past years like things had got to a point where things were good. They yeah. were nice. Yeah, I still had my quirks. Yeah, I still had my noticeable quirks, but everyone does yeah that's right and it's like you then have that period where things are extreme again yeah. so it's just like you can learn from this like you did before yeah that's right it's an extra experience yeah. to learn from yeah and i think when things have happened to you sometimes in the past then we'll all have some sort of little bit of ocd where we want to make sure it doesn't happen again or we have things in place so it doesn't happen again and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, what level that becomes, I suppose. Would mm. that be fair to say? Yeah, yep. I'd assume so. Just on that, I think that because that's where that starts, how you said we all have those moments where we don't want it to. And I think that's that characterises anxiety, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And like you said, it, to the extent, and I think that's what happens with OCD. So yep. instead of it just being a little thought here and there at yep. random times, it can become quite a thing. And yeah. Like what Elizabeth is saying about relapse, it makes me think of how they say the road to recovery isn't a destination, it's a journey. Yeah, good point. And I really yeah. like that because relapse will happen mm. and it will present yeah. itself. And 
commonly with anxiety as well or anxiety based disorders they can present themselves in different ways so it can catch you a bit off guard i think too so relapse like you said it can you have your noticeable quirks and you'll have these moments but they can come out totally different to your journey because like you've said you can learn your new ways to cope but then it will come out a different way so it sort of just chucks you for a 20 i think and you go oh how am i going to cope with this one and i think that's when those intrusive thoughts come in where i should have tried hard enough or i could have done more comes in but that's that's the beauty of recovery isn't it is that it's 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 an uphill battle but it's a journey that i think everyone can learn from yeah Mm. yep whether you've got a mental illness or not you still can learn so much absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good point yeah that's Mm. for sure no good on you yeah well excellent girls thanks again really appreciate it fantastic (laughs) hey your wealth of knowledge and the best part is if we share our knowledge with other people you know, hopefully people learn from it, exactly like you said, those that, you know, are suffering OCD and those that even don't. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's a good thing if we in our community, if we can help and share with each other, we'll get everyone through it. Yeah, a lady at work always says, you know, it takes a community to raise kids. Yep. And uh, I think that goes right through because uh, we learn, what am I, 52 now, and I'm still learning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so good on you. Thanks for coming in and sharing no, with everybody. Good on you. Thank you.